2: That you get and you're going to get more no's than yeses probably there is someone out there that will say yes and you've got to find that person it's like getting married do you want to get married yes or no if you want to get married you will find someone to marry just don't let no stop you just because that wasn't the right fit don't give up on your dream
1: hello we are back we are live and we have sophia hutchins in studio As you know, we recently had Caitlyn Jenner on a Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show episode, and we had to bring on Sophia. Sophia is Caitlyn's manager, and she's a total badass hustler when it comes to business. Like She was blowing our mind.
0: I could not believe how young she is. I mean, that was the craziest thing. She's managing so much, doing so much. And I think this is a real inspiring story for young people who think that they need all these accolades and credentials to go and do big things. This is somebody who's doing a lot of big things at a very young age, very accomplished. And I think it should serve as an inspiring story for other young people that want to do the same.
1: Background on Sophia. She is a 24-year-old business owner and former Pepperdine University student. She graduated with a degree in economics and finance in 2018. She is the CEO of Lumisol. It's an odorless SPF sunscreen mist that can be applied after makeup. I love this because I feel like every single time I put sunscreen on, I don't want to apply it over my makeup. So now that I have this mist that I can just spray on top of my makeup, it makes everything so much easier when it comes to sunscreen application and reapplication. You should also know that Sophia lives with Caitlyn Jenner and works with Caitlyn Jenner. She worked as the CEO of the Caitlyn Jenner Foundation, and she is currently Caitlyn's manager. As you can see, she does a lot. She is very, very open in this episode. She brings us in I want to have margaritas with her. With that, let's welcome Sophia to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show.
0: This is the Skinny Confidential Him and Her.
1: So excited because we have Sophia in studio. We are going to go all over the place with this episode. We're going to talk about hustle, entrepreneurship, how you grew up, how you met Caitlin, everything. So first, why don't you give us some background on you?
2: Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. Of course. course. Nice sunny day view that It's gorgeous. When I grew up, I actually was born and raised in Seattle, and I lived with predominantly my uh, grandparents growing up, and they came from nothing. They came from a small town in Vermont, and my grandfather grew up wanting to aspire to be more than just living in a small town or going into the military. Those were like the two options. And so he was the first person in my family to go to college, and he became a rocket scientist. Mm-hmm. He's a really smart guy. And, you know, my parents divorced when I was young, so I was really impacted by my grandparents. Now they're both dead, deceased. But I think that is why I am the way I am, is because I was influenced from by people that meant a lot to me, that never said no, that never made me think in a box, And they really supported everything I've ever wanted to do. And seeing them build their lives from nothing to something um, was really inspiring to me and really inspiring to be around. And it pushes me every day. That's very instilled in me.
1: You went to Pepperdine, too. That's not an easy school to get into.
2: I went to Pepperdine. I went to Pepperdine for four years. I studied economics and finance. And I was the class president for three years, too. So I was like, I was one of those. Overachiever. Annoying kids. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I love to party and all that stuff. Pepperdine is not a good party school. Don't go there if you want to drink. You'll get in trouble. You will? They'll they will punish you for Yeah. It's crazy. What can they do? I I mean they can suspend you. They can expel you. If you have sex, oh my God. God forbid you Oh, I would have
1: gotten kicked the fuck out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well No wonder Pepperdine didn't let us in. I mean, that's why I got an apartment. So yeah. (laughs) I got an apartment very early on. I got an exemption to live away from there and I was like, I cannot deal with these stupid ass rules. So in Pepperdine,
1: oh, Pepper- allowed to yeah. Yeah. oh um, yeah oh yeah I- uh, so in Pepperdyne, you were a hustler like from the beginning.
2: I think so. I wanted to be social, you know so I just wanted to do student government to get to know like the students and it was fun. but I always like to do stuff because I get bored really easily. What do you mean? You always like to do stuff. You mean with like work or everything? I love to do work like work is my most enjoyable time, but I love to like I, I don't know. I don't like to sleep a lot. I like to go out. I like to be with people like I'm a very social person. So whatever I can do to be social or work, I love
1: finance. You studied finance. That's yeah. Michael's favorite subject. You guys should have a chat about that because I feel I like no, he's... No, no.
0: It's my least... It's, I, no, no, no. I, I'm, you're obsessed. I am decently competent in the subject, but Lauren hates the subject so much that she just tells everybody that I love it so that I'll do it. It's but
1: important I've, to it, know. It's just not my favorite subject, but I feel like with what you're doing in your brand, like you
2: have to know finance. Yeah. I think that was the most helpful part. Honestly, I think college is so overrated. I'm glad I went to college, but I think it's so overrated. Definitely does not teach you about real life. But as far as finance goes, like, yeah, I studied accounting for not just accounting, but like finance and accounting. I've always been interested in investing. I've always been investing my own money. And then when I started my sunscreen brand, I got investors to back the company, venture capitalists. And that process to me was really fun because it was like, I was pitching this idea, and I already knew what they were thinking because of some of the work in finance that I was doing in college as an intern at different firms. So I had insight to what they were thinking, but it was interesting. It blended my passions of beauty, sunscreen, and finance with I, starting that. I know this is
0: not like Lauren's favorite subject, but we've been touching on finance a little bit l- uh, lately. And you know, I've d- I've done some venture financing rounds. Obviously, you've done it. I think there's a lot of young people listening. They're like, "How the hell do you even go about that?" Especially if you don't understand finance. Yeah. And for you being so young, I also think a lot of young people think, "Well, I'm too young to even have those conversations." Like, what approach did you take, and what would you tell young people that are thinking, like, "Hey, I have an idea, and I want to go and raise some actual funds."
2: So. What I did was definitely the exception and not the rule. And I think that's because I had a really strong network. At the time, I was managing Caitlin, which I still do. And that's another career which I absolutely love. But I think in general, it's, it's such a long process and people get so discouraged by no, 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 no. Yes. I've gotten a ton of no's. Same. Like way more no's than yeses. But the key is like, don't let no stop you. Because if you let no stop you, you're not going to move forward. But luckily, I got a lot of people around me that believed in me and supported me and supported my vision for the brand and growing it. And so I found the investors that matched with me.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's really sounded, I mean, even for this, like, I, I don't think a lot of people know, like, I probably went through 30 no's before I found the right person. And I think like, you hear the no and you think, oh, my idea must not be good. And I always tell people, like, you got to find the people that align with your vision or are excited about it instead of just trying to convince the people that don't necessarily get it.
2: Exactly. It's like every investor comes into a conversation knowing so much more than you do about the category, about the space, but nobody knows more about the brand or your ability to lead a brand, because I'm also the CEO of the company. And I was 20, I think I was 22 when I raised this venture round. And I did it really quickly. But since then, it's been a lot harder just because of the economy to raise capital. I also haven't had to, luckily, I haven't needed to raise additional capital. But it's it's a weird thing to get a, all those no's and you start to doubt yourself and I get it but you've got to just really put that aside and have a thick skin and I think maybe young people they haven't had enough life experience professionally to maybe get that thick skin or maybe they haven't just whatever they whatever they've done in their life maybe just didn't prepare them for all those no's and I think my life I was already managing Caitlin negotiating deals that were very nice, high paycheck deals. And I was used to getting no's. I was used to negotiating. I was used to going back and forth. So for me, this was the same, but a little different.
1: What are some tools and tactics that you think people who want to raise money should use? For instance, like obviously a deck. is. The, is should the deck look a certain way? Is there like little tips that you can give us when you're walking into a meeting? I mean, just selfishly, I'm curious.
2: One meeting I walked into that was interest, I had a really good deck. I had some really top consultants prepare my deck with me that were friends. I had great people reviewing the deck. And it came down to your business plan and your financial models. And financial models for a pre-launch product are just so arbitrary. But I think the deck needs to be concise. I really don't think it's compelling when someone's reading off of a deck I hate that. I want to know exactly all the words on the deck and what that slide says. And hopefully it's not too many words, but it gets the point across. But I walked into one meeting with an investor in, in Silicon Valley, and he said, I get the idea. I kind of like it. I love consumer, but I just don't think you're an executor. I just don't think you have a track record to actually run a venture-backed company. Like, sure, you have these things on your resume, but that's not enough for me. And so I dealt with that. But men don't deal with that in venture capital. You see men drop out and start Facebook. You see men drop out and start these huge tech companies or whatever. It's a very different world. Venture-backed companies only, female-founded and female CEO-run venture-backed companies only get less than 2% of all of the funding venture puts out. And that's insane to me and that's by the way the highest percentage it's ever been
1: and by the way the consumers are the women right so the so that's what blows my mind yeah. when you see all these guys in suits telling us how to wear a tampon on a commercial. And it's like, bitch, you don't know how to wear a tampon. You don't shove a tampon up your penis hole. And you're telling started me- to look at me
0: all I am. I didn't Well, do, it's I didn't, like I it. it's
1: like how they need more women energy. They need more feminine energy in that space. It's so important. I hope that we're turning a corner with that. Maybe it's getting better.
2: I hope so. But just being in the trenches of it, I'm not seeing it. Like, I think it's better. I don't think it could have gotten much worse. Everyone wants to talk about how it's better, but to me, less than 2% and that being the most is just like so depressing. So depressing.
1: Yum. Olipop is a new kind of soda. There's a new soda in town. This tastes just like soda that you grew up with, all the nostalgic flavors but it's not full of sugar. It doesn't have corn syrup and it doesn't have any nasty rat artificial ingredients like aspartame. Olipop, you guys, is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. They have all the delicious nostalgic flavors, okay? Vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, and strawberry vanilla. I personally just use their classic root beer over a scoop of vegan ice cream and it was seriously so good. It tasted like a root beer float.
0: No, I'm in the cherry vanilla right now. Cherry vanilla is my, my jam. I can be, I've can i been switching it up though. It's between there and strawberry vanilla.
1: I want to say I like cherry vanilla because it's pink and I like it on my Instagram feed, but my all-time favorite, I got it. Like I got to say it is the classic root beer. There's nothing better than a root beer float.
0: I got to be honest. I was off soda for what? 10 years. I haven't had soda in forever, but I got introduced to this stuff and I can't put it down.
1: Details as always for you. Olipop is much much lower in sugar than conventional sodas. It only has two to five grams of sugar from natural sources. There is no added sugar. And this is so crazy. Their vintage cola only has two grams of sugar as compared to a regular Coca-Cola, which has 39 grams of sugar. Oh my God. Michael, you need to be listening to this. It's
0: almost 20 times less.
1: Yeah, it's wild. They also have orange squeeze that has five grams of sugar compared to orange Fanta, which has 44 grams of sugar.
0: All of their products are non-GMO, vegan, paleo, and keto friendly with less than eight grams of net carb per can. And they're so confident that you'll love their products that they offer 100% money back guarantee for orders placed through their website.
1: We have worked out an exclusive deal for all Skinny Confidential Him and Her podcast listeners. You receive 20% off plus free shipping on their best selling variety pack. That is such a good way to try all their flavors and pick which one you love. Go to drinkolipop.com slash skinny or use code skinny at checkout to claim this deal. That's D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P dot com slash skinny. This discount is only valid for their variety pack. Olipop can also be found at over 3,000 stores across the country, including Whole Foods, Sprouts, Kroger's, Wegmans, and Erwan. Cheers! How is it managing Caitlin? Because you mentioned the deals are huge. I'm sure it's astronomical. and I'm sure that you like it seems like it seems to me that she loves the creative, the talent part, but it seems like you bring like a more of a structured entrepreneurial money management sort of energy.
2: Yeah. so that was interesting. When I was in college, I met Caitlin, and just we really became friends. And I was in Malibu, Caitlin was in Malibu and started hanging out a lot. And I realized no one was managing the operation. There were assistants, there were publicists, there were accountants, there were attorneys. There was no one running it. And Caitlin is entirely incapable of running a business. What that's not her strength. Caitlin's strength is telling a story that resonates and that people want to hear and need to hear. Caitlin has so many other strengths, but business is not that. And Caitlin would be the first to yeah, tell you. Yeah, she was pretty
0: forthcoming with that when she came on the show. And she, To your point, an amazing storyteller.
2: Yeah, very good storyteller, is an amazing people person. You give Caitlin a job, Caitlin is gonna do that job and more. And she, I've never had a client ever say anything but, oh my God, Caitlin killed it. She gave us more than we asked for. She's so generous with her time and I'm like, Caitlin, we don't need to do this, we're, we're done contract's over. Let's leave. Caitlin's like, no, let's take care of the people. Let's do a longer photo line. I'm like, oh, but it's been 90 minutes. We can go.
0: <laughs> I think that's why like she's achieved what she's achieved in her life. I mean, you don't get to that skill unless you're somebody that is, is an overachiever and just does more than the job requires.
2: Yeah. She cares about every person that she talks to.
0: Yeah, we definitely got that feeling when she came in, for sure.
1: So what's your day-to-day? You're managing Caitlin, and you have your line. Mm -hmm. What is, what is, if, can you walk us through, like, when you wake up? Like, do you have a morning routine? Then when when do you get to work? Are you structured? You seem very
2: organized. I am pretty type A. (laughs) And the way I really like to run my business is I like to have people around me that are uh, similar-minded. They really enjoy building something from the ground up. So generally speaking, I'll get up at five-ish and management stuff takes my morning. So I'll look at whatever is pending on the management side of things, whether it's press, whether it's a deal, or whether it's dealing with finances for any of the businesses that Caitlin holds or has interests in. And then after that, usually about eight, nine o'clock, my team shows up. And then I'm pretty focused on the brand, so it's an interesting divide. But no job ever stops. But I like to spend my mornings on the management stuff because a lot of the the work we do is abroad, so that also helps with the time difference between here in Europe.
0: When you when you started working with Caitlin, were you met by resistance for anybody that was previously on the team or even family members because you're so young, right? And like this sounds like it was one of your first management. You gigs.
1: also, it, it's not just that she's so young. You also have a presence. Like, you're not, like, in the corner. Meek.
2: Mm-mm. Yeah, you no. come in with a lot of energy. <laughs> I come in with a lot of energy. No, so when I first joined, family, totally fine. Family, cool, chill, whatever. Everyone else was getting fired. Yeah. By Other... me. Mm-hmm. So I'm firing publicists. I'm firing assistants. I'm, fi- like, I could not operate in the way things were set up. I wanted it to be people that were better, people that were cheaper. And I totally redid her entire business, businesses, and started making her way more money because she was just coasting through life, enjoying life. (laughs) And I'm like, no, we've got to make more money. You've got this stupid fucking airplane that you won't get rid of. You've got these cars, you've got this house. Like, you've got to make a lot of money. And I've got to go out and find it because nobody else is finding it. They're just sitting back waiting for the phone to ring. But luckily, I've gotten her back into the groove of working very regularly. And just when I arrived, it was into her life. It was very important because Chris had managed Bruce for years, for years. Caitlin had no idea what was really going on other than show up. This is what you're getting paid and that's it. But there's so much work that goes into all of those deals um, that she did. And Caitlin was missing that in her life. So I tried to fill that management role.
1: God, I need someone like you to come in and help me.
2: Oh, hey, like 10 percent.
1: Jesus. <laughs> I mean, God, that's like so nice how you just come in and like structure and fire and get rid of.
2: I mean, I mean, it was tough because these were people that were around and they were questioning my motives. They were sure. like, what what are you doing? You're so young. You don't know what you're doing. I'm like, believe me, I I, I don't need to know what I'm doing in entertainment, per se. I have a huge network. I'm a hustler. I'm not going to say no to anything. But what I'm not going to do is let business and business get fucked over. And I'm certainly not going to let Caitlin get fucked over in business. And that's what was happening because there was no one overseeing everything. So, yeah, that's how the management thing has started. But it's been amazing booking endorsement deals, booking appearances, TV shows, book deal, makeup deal. I mean, it's just been A whirlwind and she also does a lot of public speaking and so those gigs are just like easy cookie cutter deal ones
0: yeah i think people forget that she's an extremely accomplished public speaker very motivational and even when she was in here like you get fired up listening to her
2: so motivational and great public speaker commands really high fees and has spoken to audiences ranging from young homeless youth to college commencements or university commencement addresses, corporate America. I mean, the list goes on. Uh, she's She can speak to any audience and make sure that that audience co- goes away leaving or goes away, leaves the speech, feeling like they really got something out of it.
1: Wow, that's an OG influencer. That's right? an OG influencer because it's like, uh, how much value can I pack into this speech? Mm-hmm. What was it like filming a reality show?
2: Uh, it,
1: like I want to know specifics. Are there 20 cameras around you? Like what's the the behind the scenes? What's it
2: like with keeping up? Honestly, Caitlin hasn't been too involved in keeping up in day to day production. There are occasions where we are in production and Caitlin definitely has a way longer history with the show. But since I've been around, it's really it's really just very normal.
1: But didn't you guys do I am Kate?
2: I didn't do I am Kate. First, well, I didn't I wasn't in the show, but I was on the back end of it.
1: OK, so so were you working behind the scenes on it?
2: Um Yeah. So I was involved with E. OK, um, when that deal was happening.
1: So what is uh, Michael and I were watching Housewives the other day? And uh,
2: you watch um, Housewives? Yeah, he's obsessed. So don't,
0: <gasps> listen, to it. Okay. Don't, don't even like anyth- I, I get drawn into all of it. I'll be laying there and everything. No, you love goes it. On. You love it. I, get um, I know all the characters
1: so so we're watching real housewives of utah which by the way is one of the best seasons because it's so like dynamic and out of control
2: so weird
1: and they're in a bathtub all of them and they're like at the <laughs> spa in this bathtub talking and the girl takes the water and like splashes it at one of the housewives and it hits the producer and in the background you can hear the producer say why did you splash the camera and she says don't fucking stand there if you don't want me to splash the camera or something.
0: So that, that's what but happens when anyways, you film me in the bathroom. as they're
1: filming, you, they pan over to the, to the people and there's like 15 people there.
0: Yeah.
1: And it's like, I thought there was just one cameraman is what I picture. So what is the background of, of dealing with a reality show? Like, give us like the behind the scenes.
2: Well, it depends what the shoot is. Like, I've been around where it's a one camera shoot. So it's just like really not B-roll, but it could be easily used as B-roll. Like if it's full production, like a dinner or something like that. Well, honestly, the last time that I shot, I was involved with the show, like keeping up. The last time we shot an episode for the last season, it was one camera and it was for all of us. And it was fine. You know, it was a dinner, one camera. And so I don't really know. I haven't been... Featured on the show beyond that one dinner or beyond like a phone call or Facetime type of thing, but the latest shoot that we did was just one camera for like eight. So it feels like they're not even there. Yeah, no, and also the crew has been with Buna Murray. You, they become part of the family. So for Nas, one of the executive producers, she's been great. Like the crew, they've been around Caitlin and all of the kids and Chris for years. To me, I'm the new person, obviously, and I'm not like in the show, but when I have been, everyone's, you know, on the crew has been amazing. And, you know, I've worked with them when it came to negotiating Caitlin's part of the show in future seasons.
0: Who out there wants to have better skin, a stronger libido, balanced hormones, better sleep, pretty much better everything? Better sex? better sex, pretty much, like I said, better everything. We have the answer for you right here on this show, the fountain of youth, the best thing to ever come in terms of technology, or at least one of the best things. And that is Juve red light therapy.
1: How I use my Juve every single day is I'll do one of two things. So I have the mini compact one that I carry around with me. I have it All the time. I use it when I'm taking a shower. I use it when I wake up in the morning. I use it when I'm working out. I just put it next to me. It's a little handheld device. So, what I'll do is I'll just use that around the house. And then I also am lucky enough to have Michael, who has the big, huge standing up one. It's so it's called the
0: quad Lauren, but oh, yes, it's
1: called the quad. Okay. And so what I do is I go in his man cave and I'll stand or sit in front of it and I'll do my Wim Hof breath work. And it is like crazy how much energy I get between the breath and the juve. It's, I, I like I can't even tell you it's wild. I did it today. Then I hopped in a freezing cold shower and I am bouncing off the walls. Red light therapy is full of benefits. Like Michael mentioned, I've also done an in-depth blog post on it and the founders have been on the podcast. And here's another thing. They have a super affordable battery powered one called the new Juve go and you can take it anywhere you go. It fits in the palm of your hand and it's just as powerful as the larger devices. So you can spot treat you got to check it out. You've got to get on board with Red Light Therapy. It is amazing. Zaza likes it too. If you're looking for a new Juve, I have exciting news. You're going to go to juve.com slash skinny and use code skinny. You'll get an exclusive discount on Juve's next generation devices. Exclusions apply. Limited time only. I'm telling you, you're going to be obsessed.
0: That's J-O-O-V-V dot com slash skinny, guys. I'm telling you, this is a game changer. We would not have been able to get through the pandemic without this. It has really done wonders.
1: As her business manager, when, mm. when that Vogue cover came out, mm. that was, like, so crazy. Were you, like, crazed behind the scenes? Like, what was the behind the scenes like for you? That, Not even from her perspective. I want to know from your perspective.
2: That was a little bit before I was managing Caitlin. So that was about a year before I started managing Caitlyn, But I know, like, I was around as a friend. That was a little bit insane. And life is so much different today because it's a lot more normal, right? At that point, it was so hyped up. And if I was around then, I would have handled things so differently. I mean, I I can't even go there. But it's (laughs) like, I I just think the way that Caitlin and I worked together, I could have had so much more control over the narrative that she put out which I think harmed a lot of her relationships. Obviously that is years ago, that's on the past, but looking back on it I was like, gosh, I wish I was there at this pivotal time in your life because I really think I could have helped you a lot more than the people around you were helping you do.
1: That that cover was really like, I mean, from from someone who's just scrolling through Instagram was an amazing change. I feel like that started the change going, right? I mean, like I feel like the world needed that yeah amazingly brave yeah were so were you around when all the writing of the book happened or is this
2: yep and did you help manage that so that was primarily done through i think it was grand publishing and an attorney and myself and caitlin we had a ghost writer but as far as structuring the deal went that was with the publisher and the attorney primarily i didn't source the publisher
1: so when, during all of this, do you decide, I want to launch my own sunscreen brand? You said you were 22. You, so you, how how long does it take for the idea to come to now?
2: So when I was 22, I decided I wanted to launch a sunscreen brand. I started doing a lot of consumer and market research with some consultants and that I was paying because I was making good money from managing Caitlin. So I could seed the company a little bit. And So, I worked with really good consultants to prepare me for the pitch and to also really get a very clear understanding on how we're going to attack this market. What's the business plan? What's the business model? And who is our customer? Like, how are we going to make it different enough? And who do we sell to? So, I did that and I raised the capital in February 2019 when I was 22 still. And then all of 2019 was building a staff, building a team building the supply chain, getting the inventory, everything that goes with building a startup. And that capital went to very good use, I would say. You know, you learn a lot when you start a company. On, tell us, tell uh, us, tell us. How how you can really bootstrap a lot more than you think you can.
1: I agree uh, with you. I think you, you should
0: talk about this more cuz I I talk about it a lot and I think people don't realize like especially when they get capital. Like if you're, like some people don't have it, but if you do get it, I think there's a tendency to go and just spend all that capital and hire 50 people. And before it's like, you don't really need all those people to do, like maybe one person can handle what five people could be doing. And, and I think people get a little bit over eager when they get that capital, and they just start burning. And it's like, no, you don't really need to do that. You can still start small, even with capital.
2: You, yeah. So if I could go back in time, that's exactly what I would have told myself.
0: Hire less people or? Uh,
2: hire less people. Yeah. Well, oh, I won't even go there. Yeah. But hire less people. I would. Yeah. Headcount. You don't need to hire a ton of people and be very careful who you're hiring and bringing into your life. into your business. Because at that point, when it's so small, it's really important that you have people that are very much aligned with you and very much have your interests at heart, um, as well as the brands. So people are so eager to go out and spend the capital, get the top PR, get the top consultants, get the top engineers. And it's like, I didn't need to do any of that. Some of it, yeah, but not as much as I did. And so I wish I had more insight into that. But you get a lot of different opinions from these institutional VC investors.
0: Because they want you to burn a lot of the cash so you do another round.
2: Yeah, they're like, oh, you should be spending X on payroll every month. And I'm like, why? I That's interesting. That's to. really good advice. Yeah, don't burn it. Just because you have it, don't burn through it.
0: Well, I think it's worth a study for people to go and understand, like, are you building a venture scale business with a potential venture exit? Or are you building a business that you're going to hold on to for a long period? They're two different things. And a lot of people don't understand that because you read about these massive exits. You're like, oh, I'd love that. But for every one of those exits you read about, you don't read about the 45 that didn't make it right. And so it's like I always tell people, like, build a profitable, scalable business that you can hold on to regardless of an exit if you can.
2: Yeah, I think that's like absolutely the the bottom line is. You want, like, there's two types of ways this can go. You can hold on to it or you, your goal is to exit. Whatever that is, that's up to the person. But for me, it it was like, hey, I just want to launch this company and build a brand and see where it goes. And yeah, don't overspend your capital because I think everyone has that tendency to do it.
1: How do you deal with people that are trying to get into your life for the wrong reasons or employees that are getting too close and blabbing their mouth? I mean- Are they signing NDAs? Like, how do you structure all that? This is obviously new territory and you have to be careful who you bring in.
2: I'm I've learned a lot of lessons about employees. I've had a lot of employees. And, you know, I think in general, definitely have a good legal team. And I have a really, really good legal team. That is something I would put my money behind to protect yourself, especially when you're in the public eye and there's all these perceptions that you have so much wealth and you just become a target. So protect yourself with non-disclosure agreements, protect yourself with confidentiality agreements, make sure that you're compliant in the state of California when you have employees, that's always really important. So investing on that side of things is really important because that could bite you in the ass down the road. And it wasn't easy, but unfortunately with my company, we launched in the middle of the pandemic, we launched May 1st of this year, and I had a full staff, I cut my salary, day one to zero. Zero. And I have a full staff of people that are making way too much money. And I said, we've got to reduce operating expenses because I don't know what's going to happen with this COVID economy. None of us did. And so I laid off like six, six people on my team. And now I'm down to three and it's way cheaper and way more efficient. And that's what I mean by bootstrap it. You don't need to bring on all those people just because you have the capital available.
1: That is some damn good advice.
0: Yeah, I think people, I mean, I think people really like, okay, I need this marketing person and the logistics person. Like, do you think you need, and, and it's like maybe one person can can wear multiple hats, especially in the beginning when it's smaller scale and you don't have a million things going on.
2: Exactly. And you need to find people that are down to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like my executive assistant is, is a guy named Tim and he's been with me for like two years. He's down for anything, like whatever it is. And that's who you need in entertainment because there's a million things going on with Caitlin, like for contracts and that kind of stuff that has to be handled or coordinated. And then there's a million stuff going on for this brand. And it's just crazy. One thing we're really excited about with Lumisol is we're going on to QBC.
1: I know. Okay. First of all, we need to back up. How, yeah, how did up. you even think QVC was, like, in the ether? Did you approach them? Did, did you build the brand for QVC? Like, I want to know the details about how one even goes about that. Because that's a big fucking deal.
2: It, it is a big deal, which I'm very happy about. Maybe I can unpause my salary someday soon. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, Q, so that's the thing. Like, I have this amazing executive assistant. I don't know about how to sell product to QVC. Like I can talk to people that have done it. And that's certainly how I got interested in doing it. But I wanted my brand to be bigger than just the website, bigger than just the social media following. Like it needs to be bigger and it needs to hit a lot of eyeballs. And QVC is my market. So this was not designed for QVC. The opportunity came to me. I took it. And like my assistant, his day-to-day is, my schedule, making sure that everything's being signed on time, like keeping my life in order. But I say, hey, we're going on QVC. I laid off our operations and marketing team. What can we do to make this happen? Because this is happening. This is so much, so much in sales for the company. And that's just the type of person you need with you. But QVC is something I'm really excited about. We start on air, I'll be the guest host, on air in March april may through the summer
1: and what's the schedule like
2: it's gnarly it's a gnarly schedule i don't have the final schedule yet but it's gnarly and they did a rather big po so we have to sell out you're going to sell out. I'm going to sell out. Absolutely. When you, I'm go, sell. when
1: you go live on QVC, you got to tell me. I want to post it.
2: I'll go live. Oh, my God. I'll tell you.
1: You got to tell me when you're going. Like, okay. I'll just, like, go on stories and say, everyone go support. Go to
2: QVC. I don't know if that's going to help.
1: But, like, honestly, we got to support you when you're on QVC. I'll take any help I can get. <laughs> so... Other than QVC, what are you doing in the entrepreneurial world with
2: your product? So right now, so it is a subscription product because it's refillable. So I have a great amount of subscribers, which is amazing. And then right now, other than QVC and another deal that I cannot talk about at this point, my website's been performing really well. And so that's where all of our sales have been coming from.
1: thinning hair. It's something that a lot of people don't talk about, but nearly half of all women experience it as early as the age of 40. I know a lot of women have experienced it postpartum. I talk to you guys on DMs all the time. And if you're one of these people, you know that it can feel Very stressful, which adds to the problem. So I was very excited to sit down with the founder of Nutrafol. And this is a formulated product with potent botanicals that helps your hair grow strong as you are. So it's physician formulated and it's 100% drug free which is awesome. After talking directly with their team, I found out that it's all natural, clinically effective botanicals for better hair growth throughout your whole body health. So you're going to get that thicker, stronger hair without lasers or chemicals. The first thing you do is you visit nutriful.com and you take this hair wellness quiz and you get customized product recommendations that put the power to grow that thicker, stronger hair back in your hands. I'm telling you, it's so gnarly the amount of women that have problems postpartum with hair. And so I think that if you can do something that's 100% drug-free without all these crazy lasers or chemicals, it's a win-win, right? I feel like you're a candidate if you're experiencing thinning hair or your hair is not as thick as you want it to be. Nutrafol's whole mission is to help you achieve your best hair growth naturally, Okay. So I think you guys are going to love this. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support the show by going to nutriful.com and using promo code SKINNY. You get 20% off. This is their best offer available anywhere. Plus, you get free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at nutriful.com promo code SKINNY. Like I said, their best offer anywhere, 20% off at nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SKINNY. Like I said, their best offer anywhere, 20% off at nutriful.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SKINNY for hair as strong as you are. And just so the audience can know, I know this is audio, so it's going to be hard. Maybe you can do an Instagram story after this. How do you exactly use this? Because I've been I I know how to use it because I've been using it under my makeup. But tell us if someone doesn't know how.
2: So basically, it is this refillable device that you can put vials of SPF into. And this SPF is SPF 50. It's vegan. It's cruelty free and reef safe. And it's designed to go over your makeup which is great. For, I've
1: been you know, wearing it under. Can I wear it over, too? You can do both.
2: Mm-hmm. Or should, should you do it after? Is that better? I would recommend for this one, do it after. Oh, okay. Because it won't even smudge your makeup, which is great. Like, that's amazing. That's my customer. My customer is female. She wears makeup. She's beauty conscious, and she needed an SPF that could go over makeup multiple times a day because it's all about reapplication.
1: That's genius because there's been so many times where I've been out in the sun having makeup on, and I'm like, shit, I don't want to fuck up my makeup. Right. That's a genius, genius.
2: Right. Like that is my favorite product. We have other products and, you know, I'm excited about them that are in the pipeline. I launched a moisturizer that goes under the makeup, which is great. But this fine mist, these actually come in fragrance bottles. So they spray out like a fragrance. People say, how can you describe the consistency? Because everyone's used to those big banana boat cans Uh of spray. This is like an ultra fine mist for your face after makeup like spraying perfume or cologne it's the same consistency which is really cool
1: no it's so cool and he doesn't understand because he's a guy but when you have a full face of makeup on and you don't want to fuck it up yeah and you want it to last till 11 p.m but you're in the sun it's it's like it reminds me of that meme with the math equation above it like they have like all different math problems and you're like Do you spray tan first or do you get a manicure or do you get a pedicure first or do you apply your fake eyelashes or get a brow tint? Like working out as a woman, like how you should do your beauty treatments is a whole fucking multiple math equation. It's
2: a whole thing. So
1: to have this to know, okay, I don't have to worry about being in the sun with makeup on is very helpful.
2: It is. You solved a problem.
0: Because we just go and just spray whatever. You don't do shit.
2: (laughs) And I like it because it is refillable so a lot of our customers are subscribers it actually changes color when it's time to reapply cool to purple which is exciting and then it clips on to your beach bag your purse whatever because or your golf bag or what whatever outdoor activity you're doing so i just love that it's portable small and goes over makeup but guys love it too because it goes over bare skin you don't have to rub it in at all that's
1: so nice Uh, if you don't mind before you leave i think we should do an instagram story where you apply it i'm and then i'll add it so you guys can see on tsc podcast highlight on my instagram so you can see her apply it i want to talk about something that i feel like is in your day-to-day that's different than a lot of people okay paparazzi
2: oh Do you get
1: followed by paparazzi? And if you do, how do you deal with it? And is it annoying?
2: It's weird. During the virus, the the COVID, not so much. A couple of times, yes. And I didn't have a mask or something. And it's like, oh, God, you're an anti-masker, that kind of thing. It's like, no, it's died down a lot during COVID. But in normal times, it's, it's a little bit strange. But I got used to it. And I just ignore it. Sometimes they've really irritated me. But I just ignore it.
1: So when they irritate you, do you say, like, fuck you, like, get away from me, you're annoying? Or do you just try to, like—
2: One time, (laughs) this never got out. I actually broke his camera. And I'm like, honestly, you can sue me. Like, here's my attorney's number. Call him, and we'll buy you a new camera. But he really pissed me off. And I'm like, just stop. Like, I was going into the store to get ice cream, like, 10 o'clock at night, in sweats— My hair's up like I had moisturized, like gross. Like, do I really want that? And I'm like, hey, knocking on his window. Can you just fuck off? And I grabbed his camera and I threw it on the ground. What did he say? Oh, he was just going off saying really mean, insulting things.
1: It's got to be annoying, though, like getting followed everywhere. I mean, sometimes you just want to, like, let everything hang out, not wear makeup and, like, wear Crocs.
2: I do. I do. But I'm at the point now it's just like, I don't care. And also, luckily with the virus, paparazzis have kind of died down.
1: Uh, Everyone wants to know, and we asked Caitlyn this too. Yes. Are you guys dating? It's a question.
2: Well, I understand why everyone wants to know. We are not dating. I've said it so many times. Caitlyn has said it so many times. (laughs) We're not dating. They're not dating. I am dating someone else. I'm always dating but I date men. I don't date. Hey, if Caitlin was still Bruce, okay, I could entertain that notion. Actually, I probably couldn't just knowing how well I know Caitlin. I don't know. We might kill each other, but no, I think our relationship is way better as like business. And like, I always say it's like a family type of relationship, which is great. So You guys
1: seem like your companions too.
2: We're very close. We're confidants. You know, we share a house. I bring these guys that I'm dating to the house or I'll go to their house. And it's, it's not like there's this weird, I don't know what people think. It's like, we're literally living together. People, well, I think that's
0: probably why people think They're like, what's going on? Because as soon as people move into the same household, they're like, what's going no, on? No,
2: but people just want a
1: sensation. Like they want, they want to write the headline. Yeah.
2: It's, I get it. It's like, okay, this little 20, however old I was, like, I think I was 19 or 20 when I moved in there. And it was like, I don't need to live there. I can afford to live elsewhere. I enjoy living there. Like, that's now my home. Like, I've done the house. And so I don't mind sharing it. There's plenty of space.
1: What's the decor like?
2: Um, What's your taste? Well, I've had to make some compromises because <laughs> I can, I trust me, I feel you. I understand. I'm very much into very clean, modern white and gold and like very minimalist. And Caitlin is not at all. Caitlin is very messy. Not messy. But Caitlyn, Caitlin's like outside in the dirt and walks inside with shoes. And oh, I'm like, I'm like get that, shoe covers. Do you have pink shoe covers? I have shoe covers okay. for everyone that walks in the house. Like, I, I don't know. Like, let's just let's just talk about this for a second. Let's uh, shoe covers.
1: Uh, let's do a public service announcement. Mm hmm. I
2: you know, shoe cover don't company?
1: want anyone to walk in my house with the same shoes that they've been walking on the semen heroin needle projectile vomit dog shit ground. Mm. I don't think wow. that's that weird of a thing to ask. What
0: kind of ground are you walk on? In Japan, on?
1: everyone takes their shoes off. I feel like what do you mean what kind of ground I'm walking on? Well, West
0: Hollywood is it. Yeah, of what a- are you
1: talking about? I, I just feel like we should just make it a blanket rule that like just take your shoes off before you enter someone's house. It's I ask every time I go into someone's house that like, can I take my shoes off? Maybe they don't care, but here's my thing. My daughter's crawling around on the ground that everyone's <gasps> walking. He walks in with his boots. You don't listen to me.
0: In no, fact, I do. I'm done with this. No, no, no. You,
1: you're not allowed to walk I in I take
0: house. one step in. I can't even. I, no. You want me to stand on out like outside. one leg? I don't care. You're okay, going to do buy, couples therapy right now.
1: Buy <laughs> Buy a Target cheap chair to sit outside and take your shoes off is crawling around on the ground. She's licking the ground. My dog's walking around on it. Then he gets in bed with me and with his paws. I mean, like, let's really think about this. Ew. Then Michael's pounding around with his feet and he gets in bed next to me. And it's like, what kind of like...
0: I don't wear the shoes in the bed. I don't even get downstairs You them.
1: do essentially wear the shoes in the bed because you walk around without shoes that are touching the floor that's I mean, been outside.
2: No, we're talking, right? We are talking about... I the- get it. A thousand percent. Like... I'm with you. I don't, I don't want that. Like the dogs are all over the floor. The dogs are like eating bunnies. I don't know what they're doing. Like I don't want the. Well, dogs. our dog
0: is he's a he's a seven pound Chihuahua, so he's not getting. He can't but even go
1: outdoors on his own. But the the ground that the shoes have walked the on. Area walked you, have the area I your
2: shoes have contaminated the ground. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I get it. So, so that's the problem. The okay. Shoes
1: aren't allowed in the house. Just
2: no more shoes in the yeah, house.
1: It's such. It's mm-hmm. literally if you if you keep doing it, I'm going to do something that annoys you so bad every single day. Honestly,
2: I'll. You're so, going to add another thing. You mean that I'll send you? him slippers. Maybe I could send him some slippers or something.
1: The motherfucker wears the slippers to. Take Take the trash out and comes back in the
2: house okay well oh my god <laughs> taylor end the show this is, we're no. dealing with a similar problem here i i'm glad i'm not the only one we could switch roommates so you want you want
1: you want minimalism gold simple yeah and, i like
2: that okay. minimal gold <laughs> and like she's she, opposite <laughs> caitlin like doesn't have a sense of decor or style pretty much like yeah, no. And <laughs> I'm like, I want to use this interior decorator and I want to redo the floors and I want to do this and I want to do that. And I'll pay for it. Like the house is both of ours, legally contrary to popular belief. And I hold up my own end, but she's very anti me touching anything inside.
1: You know what the tip is? Cover your ears.
0: <laughs> I have a giant headphones on you, that You got right
1: to go slow And give things slowly away. So here's something. You don't even know this. Oh, girl. There was a whole entire bar cart that is like huge. It's like as big as this table in our bathroom. It's been gone for six months. He hasn't noticed. I actually did not
0: notice.
1: (laughs) Zaza's nanny came over. I said,
0: what the hell was on there?
1: You should see how many people sneak stuff out of our house. We
0: have people. No, no, listen. I know because yeah. I had these shirts that I love and I can't... And I, I bought like I six of them. I didn't love them That I no, can't find any of them. Th-
2: th- th- just slowly little things go missing. Oh, that's what I've done. And like I've had junk removal people there. <laughs> like I know Caitlin's going to be at the golf course. So I'm like, all right, get the junk guys here. Get this shit out. Like... Take this off the wall and then replace it. And literally Caitlin wouldn't even Caitlyn had like airplanes.
0: I catch her little brother. Like <laughs> I'm like, that shirt's like really rad. I'm like, that's my shirt. I'm like, how the fuck did you get it, guy?
1: We can't and do she, it. Oh, you can't do airplanes as your minimalism goal. No,
2: like Caitlin has airplanes and maps on the wall. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, who would want Miles?
0: Them? If you're listening to this, I'm coming down and getting all my shit back. I know <laughs> who's I just, got it.
2: Just
1: let like just let the person that has the better taste design the house.
2: Clearly. And oh, it's like, we're shooting in the house. It needs to look good. I don't even care about the shooting. It's like, I care just for my own sanity that it looks good. And I like got all new carpets and they're all super white. I knew because I wanted to do wood floors in all the bedrooms. I knew Caitlyn would ruin the carpets. Well, of course, the carpets are ruined on Caitlyn's side of the house. On my side of the house, they're perfect.
1: Okay, here's the plan. <laughs> when QBC comes into your house and sets up the whole set with the yes. lighting, they're going to move a bunch of shit. Yep. So here's what you do. You concoct the plan to get everything you want in there when QVC is there, so it's like a distraction. So when they leave, if the house looks different, you can just be like, "Caitlin, I don't know, they they moved around the house." That's the plan.
2: Just blame QVC. You know what? I think she would be okay with me blaming QVC.
1: I think she would too. Yeah. Okay. So. What I'm is, gonna
2: find all my shit that you've gotten rid of. No. I'll yeah. send QVC over to you next. Please.
1: <laughs> send QVC. I'll sell his shoes. I need to get rid of them. There's semen on them.
0: I gotta avoid those like West Hollywood semen puddles, apparently.
1: Well, oh, I mean, wow. come on, Michael. Like, Are geez. there
2: semen puddles? I don't That's what's in, <laughs> that's what's in her mind.
1: No, one oh. time, okay. One time I was walking down the street with my friends Betsy and Faith, and we looked over to our right, and there was the sky who had his dick out (gasps) masturbating aggressively and semen went down his leg and dripped on the floor. Okay. So that's what I have in my head when he walks in the house with his boots that he's been at the airport with too. Mm. What's on the airport ground? I
0: think you just got shocked by like a rare, hopefully that's a rare occurrence that's happening. You don't see that every day.
1: I mean, I saw it with my own two eyes. He was beating his meat so aggressively.
0: <laughs> I like, mean, maybe you two see that more. No no guys are stopping me in the street and beating their meat, but I feel uh, like
1: Taylor our producer as might might have done it outside before
2: too. So <laughs> what Taylor can relate the guy that just walked me up yeah
0: <laughs> Sophia is this what I you thought we'd be talking about yeah oh, I sh- that's who she's talking about he was in the street doing that. I'm just kidding
2: oh
1: my god Taylor
0: back there about to like okay. run out of the so studio
1: I would like to know just like from a business perspective changing the subject okay how moving on
0: from semen in the street how do
1: you plan on scaling this like what's the move to grow and grow and grow and grow and keep the momentum
2: yeah definitely QVC is a huge part of that building out more products is a huge part of that, all sunscreen products. And then beyond QBC, oh other partnerships with distribution partners that aren't just my website. But with the site, that's the best way to control your customer's experience. And so I've used and have been blessed to have people with large followings support the brand on social. And that's great because it puts eyeballs on it. It drives traffic to the site. You know, I was so, so honored Kim did a lovely ad for the brand the month that I launched. And for me, it was really important to have a beauty guru, like known for beauty, putting this over her makeup and showing, hey, this works over my full KKW glam. And so for me, it's how do you have those really authentic connections with people that want to support you for social to grow the brand, to get eyeballs on it, but also looking at other distribution partners beyond QVC and then of course expanding the product portfolio.
1: who's your favorite Kardashian Jenner?
2: Oh God that's not a fair question who's who's the coolest? the coolest Chris I would not expect you say that yeah Chris Chris what? is the coolest I okay yeah Chris
1: by the way Chris is my favorite but I'm just, I just wouldn't expect you say that.
2: I love Chris okay
1: who's the favorite kid?
2: Well they're not my kids you mean Caitlyn's kids. <laughs>
1: I mean just the favorite Kardashian Jenner kid. Oh, I can't say that. Okay, what's what's one thing that we like w- that we like need to know. Like you just said that thing about Kim, that was she sounds like a really nice person.
2: You know what? I know so many people that have worked with Kim on various things and we have mutual friends as well. Kim every time anyone has spoken to me about Kim in a professional way, it is whoa. She does the job. She does it right. And just like what I was saying about Caitlyn, she gives more. Kim is so giving, so generous. And when she's committed to something, she's going to do it. So I think that's really cool about Kim. Like, she's going to do it and do it right and do it really quality, no matter what the gig is that she's committed to doing.
1: It sounds like that's one of the reasons that everyone has been so successful. Yeah. Caitlin, you, all of you, is that you? when you guys say you're going to do something, it gets done, and it gets done 100%. It sounds like that's a theme
2: across the board. I think so. I think that their mom instilled a really good business sense in all of them and keeps them, like, obviously, they're also passionate about their businesses themselves, but really keeps them on the hustle. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? And I think when you grow up with parents like Chris and Bruce— you are motivated to work. You see your parents working very hard. You see your parents exercising, living a healthy lifestyle. I think that wears off on kids. And obviously their dad, Robert, wore off on them as well with an amazing law practice. So I just think that that every one of um, Caitlin's kids has worked so hard and really took so much to heart when it comes to life lessons of being nice to everyone. Caitlin says that all the time to me, because I can be a little bit of a bitch, I'll be honest. Like, I'll be like at three in the morning getting into the hotel, here's my bag. I'll be in my room, you know, to some guy. And I'm like, oh, that's not fucking nice. And that's like bitchy and snobby of me, but I'm not thinking of it like that. I'm just like, but with Caitlin and getting instilled, getting some of these values instilled in me, I would never do that. I would never do that again. And so I think I've learned a lot from Caitlin that her kids have learned. And so maybe that's helped me too, because I think she has she's full of life lessons, has lived so many lives. And it's pretty cool.
1: I have to tell you, out of every celebrity we've ever interviewed, the way she came in here was so cool and warm and just amazing. We honestly like were like blown away. Well, because you never know. No ego, like just came in open arms, so open, and you're right, generous with time. We were like floor. And they listen, there's some,
0: and maybe I'll get like some shit for this, but some celebrities will come in here and it's like, the entourage is going around the corner in terms. And I'm like, listen, it's a small studio. We, we had someone we don't,
1: bring in their stylist.
0: We don't, we don't need 18 people in the room. But I just think like <laughs> you see someone at her scale and the accomplishment she's had. And it was like, just just her just showing up cool down to earth. And it was like, we had a really, really great conversation. And I think like I, it, it kind of shocked us. I can, like, oh, wow. I can
1: see why you guys both enjoy each other's company. You're a hustler. If you could leave our audience, millennial audience, a lot of them with a tip for hustling, what would it be? Like your one thing of advice.
2: The number one thing is going back to what we were talking about with raising money. For every no that you get and you're going to get more no's than yeses probably. There is someone out there that will say yes. And you've got to find that person. It's like getting married. Do you want to get married? Yes or no. If you want to get married, you will find someone to marry. And that's a weird similarity, but just don't let no stop you just because that wasn't the right fit. Don't give up on your dream and believe in yourself the most because when you believe in yourself, it's going to radiate to everyone else in the room. If you don't believe in yourself and your ability or your idea, no one's going to buy it if you haven't even sold yourself on it. So don't let no bog you down.
1: My advice is don't wear shoes in the house.
2: That's good. And Stephen Seaman.
0: <laughs> My advice is don't jerk off in the streets. Oh,
1: yeah. Taylor, don't jerk off in the streets. OK, so pimp yourself out. Tell us what product you would start with. The Instagram handle, everything.
2: What does that mean? Pimp myself out to a product?
1: No, tell us your Instagram handle. Where can everyone oh,
2: find you? Where can everyone oh, find you? Like, oh. Social security, home address. I was like, pimp myself out. Like, I don't know what you're saying. No, my inst- so everything's my MyLumisol, com, and then I'm Sophia Hutchins. Just-
1: and would you recommend that they start with the sunscreen mist
2: first? Because that's what I would recommend. I would recommend you start with the Lumisol SPF 50 starter kit, which has the sunscreen mist, three vials of it.
1: And you can spray it over your makeup. What's better than that?
2: Absolutely. Thank you
1: for taking the time. Come back anytime. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Do you want to win some Lumisol sunscreen mist? You can spray it over your makeup, you guys. It doesn't even touch your makeup. It doesn't make a crease, I'm telling you. And you're getting that sun protection. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram and follow my Lumisol on Instagram. So easy. I'm telling you, this is one of those products that you tell everyone about because it's so on the pulse. And with that, we'll see you next time.